Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 189. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 18 through 26, and chapter 6, Acts chapter 26, Psalm chapter 6, and Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 18 through 26. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had valiant men who carried shield and sword and drew the bow, expert in war, 44,760 able to go to war. They waged war against the Hagrites, Jeter, Naphish, and Nodab. And when they prevailed over them, the Hagrites and all who were with them were given into their hands, for they cried out to God in the battle, and he granted their urgent plea because they trusted in him. They carried off their livestock, 50,000 of their camels, 250,000 sheep, 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 men alive. For many fell, because the war was of God, and they lived in their place until the exile. The members of the half-tribe of Manasseh lived in the land. They were very numerous from Bashan to Baal Hermon, Senor, and Mount Hermon. These were the heads of their father's houses. Ephor, Ishai, Eliel, Azrael, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jadiel, mighty warriors, famous men, heads of their fathers' houses. But they broke faith with the God of their fathers and whored after the gods of the peoples of the land, whom God had destroyed before them. So the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, the spirit of Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he took them into exile, namely the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them to Hala, Habor, Hera, and the river Gozan, to this day. First Chronicles chapter 6 The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel, the children of Amram, Aaron, Moses, and Miriam, the sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, Eleazar fathered Phinehas. Phinehas fathered Abishua. Abishua fathered Bukai. Bukai fathered Uzai. Uzai fathered Zerahiah. Zerahiah fathered Merarioth. Merarioth fathered Amariah. Amariah fathered Ahitub. Ahitub fathered Zadok. Zadok fathered Ahimeaz. Ahimeaz fathered Azariah. Azariah fathered Johanan. And Johanan fathered Azariah. It was he who served as priest in the house that Solomon built in Jerusalem. Azariah fathered Amariah. Amariah fathered Ahitub. Ahitub fathered Zadok. Zadok fathered Shalom. Shalom fathered Hilkiah. Hilkiah fathered Azariah. Azariah fathered Sareah. Sareah fathered Jehozadak. And Jehozadak went into exile when the Lord sent Judah and Jerusalem into exile by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath and Merari, and these are the names of the sons of Gershom, Libni and Shimei, the sons of Kohath, Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel, the sons of Merari, Malai and Mushai, these are the clans of the Levites according to their fathers, of Gershom, Libni his son, Jahath his son, Zimah his son, Joah his son, Iddo his son, Zerah his son, Jeathari his son, the sons of Kohath, Amenadab his son, Korah his son, Aser his son, Elkanah his son, 
Abiasaph his son, Asher his son, Tehath his son, Uriel his son, Uzziah his son, and Shaul his son, the sons of Elkanah, Amasai and Ahimoth, Elkanah his son, Zophai his son, Nahath his son, Eliab his son, Jeroham his son, Elkanah his son, the sons of Samuel, Joel his firstborn, the second Abijah, the sons of Merari, Malai, Libni his son, Shimei his son, Uzzah his son, Shimea his son, Haggaiah his son, and Asaiah his son. These are the men whom David put in charge of the service of song in the house of the Lord, after the ark rested there. They ministered with song before the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, until Solomon built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And they performed their service according to their order. These are the men who served and their sons. Of the sons of the Kohathites, Heman the singer, the son of Joel, son of Samuel, son of Elkanah, son of Jeroham, son of Eliel, son of Toa, son of Zuf, son of Elkanah, son of Mahath, son of Amasai, son of Elkanah, son of Joel, son of Azariah, son of Zephaniah, son of Tehath, son of Aser, son of Abiasaph, son of Korah, son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, son of Israel, and his brother Asaph, who stood on his right hand, namely, Asaph, the son of Berechiah, son of Shemiah, son of Michal, son of Baasiah, son of Melchijah, son of Ethni, son of Zerah, son of Adaiah, son of Ethan, son of Zimah, son of Shimei, son of Jahath, son of Gershom, son of Levi. On the left hand were their brothers, the sons of Merari, Ethan the son of Kishai, son of Abdi, son of Malak, son of Hashabiah, son of Amaziah, son of Hilkiah, son of Amzai, son of Bani, son of Shemer, son of Malai, son of Mushai, son of Merari, son of Levi. And their brothers the Levites were appointed for all the service of the tabernacle of the house of God. But Aaron and his sons made offerings on the altar of burnt offering and on the altar of incense for all the work of the most holy place and to make atonement for Israel, according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. These are the sons of Aaron, Eleazar his son, Phinehas his son, Abishua his son, Bukai his son, Uzai his son, Zerahiah his son, Merarioth his son, Amariah his son, Ahitub his son, Zadok his son, Ahimeaz his son. These are their dwelling places according to their settlements within their borders to the sons of Aaron of the clans of Kohathites, for theirs was the first lot. To them they gave Hebron in the land of Judah and its surrounding pasturelands, but the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb the son of Jephunneh. To the sons of Aaron they gave the cities of refuge, Hebron, Libna with its pasturelands, Jatir, Eshtemoah with its pasturelands, Hylan with its pasturelands, Deber with its pasturelands, Ashan with its pasturelands, and Beth Shemesh with its pasturelands, and from the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon, Geba with its pasturelands, Alameth with its pasturelands, and Anathoth with its pasturelands. All their cities throughout their clans were thirteen. To the rest of the Kohathites were given Balad out of the clan of the tribe, out of the half-tribe, the half of Manasseh, ten cities. To the Gershomites, according to their clans, were allotted thirteen cities out of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali and Manasseh in Bashan. To the Merarites, according to their clans, were allotted twelve cities out of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. 
So the people of Israel gave the Levites the cities with their pasture lands. They gave by lot out of the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin these cities that are mentioned by name. And some of the clans of the sons of Kohath had cities of their territory out of the tribe of Ephraim. They were given the cities of refuge, Shechem with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer with its pasture lands, Jokmiam with its pasture lands, Beth Horon with its pasture lands, Ijalon with its pasture lands, Gathrimmon with its pasture lands, and out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Aner with its pasture lands, and Biliam with its pasture lands, for the rest of the clans of the Kohathites. To the Gershomites were given out of the clan of the half tribe of Manasseh, Golan and Bashan with its pasture lands, and Ashtaroth with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kedesh with its pasture lands, Dabarath with its pasture lands, Ramoth with its pasture lands, and Anam with its pasture lands. Out of the tribe of Asher, Mashal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Hukok with its pasture lands, and Rehob with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, Haman with its pasture lands, and Kiriathaim with its pasture lands. To the rest of the Merarites were allotted out of the tribe of Zebulun, Ramono with its pasture lands, Tabor with its pasture lands. And beyond the Jordan at Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, out of the tribe of Reuben, Bezer in the wilderness with its pasture lands, Jazza with its pasture lands, Kedemoth with its pasture lands, and Mephaeth with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth and Gilead with its pasture lands, Maenaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Jazer with its pasture lands. Acts chapter 26. So Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews." They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope I am accused by Jews, O King. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priest, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priest. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, 
delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king rose, and the governor and Bernice and those who were sitting with them. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Psalm chapter 6 O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Today's devotional is really going to be more of an observation. I want to look here at Acts chapter 26. There are several things I want to highlight, and then we're going to pray. First, we have Paul, and he's on trial, and he's standing before King Agrippa and Festus. You have Bernice. This is a really intense situation, and look at how Paul opens up his defense. I consider myself fortunate. I just love these first four words right here. I consider myself fortunate. When Paul got into places of conflict or persecution or intense suffering, he never blamed God. He never blamed other people. He always recognized an opportunity 
to be a mouthpiece for God. And then he begins to share his testimony, and he goes into a lot more detail than in earlier accounts. Paul talks about how he was a very strict Pharisee, and look at how he described himself before he came to Christ. Verse 9, on through verse 11. I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Many things. There's no telling what all Paul did. Look in verse 10. And I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priest, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Look at verse 11. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. Wow, that means he literally was mocking them and provoking them with violence and with fear and intimidation to try to make them blaspheme the name of Christ. And then look at this. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Paul was militant in his absolute rage and fury against Christians. Then, of course, he describes this powerful encounter he has with the Lord. And you know, after kind of getting a glimpse of Paul before he came to Christ, and now you see him after he came to Christ, Paul obviously just as militant for the Lord as he was against the Lord, except in his militancy and passion for the Lord, he has the enablement of the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at how Paul describes this mission that Jesus gives him. The Lord told him in verse 16, rise and stand upon your feet for I have appeared to you for this purpose. So Jesus wasn't just showing up to Paul to show out in front of Paul, but there was a reason why he showed up to him this way. And he tells us right here, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. So this gives us a glimpse that Jesus was going to appear to Paul other times and share much more with him. Look in verse 17, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This sheds a light on how vital and how powerful and important it is to hear the gospel. And what happens when a person comes to Christ, it's not just making some easy decision in a church, praying some real quick prayer. No, there is something significant that happens when we come to Christ. Jesus describes it like this, that our eyes are open that we're turning from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that we can receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. And now let's listen to Paul's response. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles. Now this is very important. Listen here. That they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. Again, I want to obliterate the lie that says that repentance does not belong to the Gentiles and that it's only for the Jews. Paul preached to those in Jerusalem and Judea and also to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. I could go on and on and on, especially here as we see Paul working hard to persuade Agrippa and everyone else there to become a Christian. Paul was a madman in an awesome way for the Lord. 
Hey, look, let's go ahead and pray or I'm going to start preaching. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you today for your word. And that we get to read stories like this right here of the Apostle Paul and how Jesus just showed up while he was in a rage and fury to persecute the church. And Jesus turned his life around completely and gave him a brand new mission. I thank you that we've been delivered. I thank you that you have opened up our eyes so that we could turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to you, God, that we have been able to receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Jesus. What a great example we see right here with Paul, that it doesn't matter how far gone someone is, how far away from you they are, you can turn any situation around and that the gospel is available to everyone, Jew or Gentile. God, we love you. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your friends and with your family. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 190.